One of the most exciting studies that we could ever get into in the Bible is a study of the person of Christ. And the unveiling in Revelation chapter 1 is really a revealing of the person and the majesty and the glory of Jesus. There's no more exciting subject, and it's in Revelation 1 today on Walk in Truth. These are the teachings of Pastor Michael Lance. It's our goal to build up believers and to reach out with God's truth to all people. Before we get started with today's message, we want to let you know that this is a listener-supported ministry. Call with your gift at 844-48-TRUTH. That's 844-48-TRUTH. Now, here's Pastor Michael. As John identifies himself once again in chapter 1, he says, I, John, and we've determined that that is, in all likelihood, the Apostle John, who wrote 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, and the Gospel of John. He says, I, John, your brother. John could have introduced himself in a number of different ways. He could have said, I, John, the beloved Apostle. I, John, the one who used to lean on the chest of Jesus I, John, one of the inner circle of the 12, the inner circle of the inner circle, but he doesn't do that. He introduces himself very humbly. He says, I, John, your brother. The church is a family. We are brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ. No matter what our position may be in life or in the church, we are brothers and sisters in Christ. Here is one of the grand apostles of all time introducing himself simply as your brother, he also says, I'm a fellow partaker. This word is a, a word that is connected to koinonia. It's su koinonanas or koinononas. And it is a fellow partaker or a brother in common tribulation. You know, uh, the church has always talked about the idea of koinonia. And koinonia is much more than cookies and punch and coffee, although we all enjoy that. And we call it a time of koinonia when we finish But our koinonia is not really about the food as much as I enjoy the oatmeal raisins that are normally delivered to me (laughs) because I'm usually up talking to somebody. And those people do get an extra blessing in heaven, just so you know. But, um, But it's really about the conversation. It's about the family relationships and ties and the beauty of the body of Christ. John says, I'm your brother, and I'm a fellow partaker Notice, in the tribulation, if you are interested in this word, tribulation, and the Greek word for it, and I think it's an important word for you to understand tonight, and all of us to understand, it's the word thlipsis. So here it is, T-H-L-I-P-S-I-S. You've probably heard me give you the word before, but if you're newer to this kind of study, the word is thlipsis, T-H-L-I-P-S-I-S. The word in the ancient world meant pressure or trouble. It has the idea of going through a narrow space, whether it could be spiritually, emotionally, or physically, going through pressure or trouble or trial. The word in the book of Revelation actually comes up just a few times. If you look ahead to chapter 2, verse 9, as Jesus speaks to the churches, he's addressing Smyrna, and he says, I know your tribulation." Uh, Look at verse 10. He says, uh, uh, 2.9, I know your tribulation. And then 2.10, he says, 
uh, that you may be tested, middle of the verse, you will have tribulation 10 days. So there's that word again, flipsis. If you look at 2.22, behold, I will cast her upon a bed of sickness and those who commit adultery with her into great tribulation. Flipsis again. And one more time, and the only other time I know of in the book of Revelation that the word is used, 7.14, skip ahead, chapter 7, verse 14, the great chapter where John is interacting with this one who um, is dealing with him on the, uh, the subject matter of the 144,000 and those who show up after that. And I said to him, 714, my Lord, you know. And he said to me, these are the ones who come out of the great tribulation. So you'll note that in each case, when tribulation is used in the book of Revelation, it always pertains to the church, always. There's not one of the references that I just gave you that doesn't have a direct reference to the church tribulation jesus said in this world john 16 you will have tribulation but be of good cheer i have overcome the world we've joked before i guess it's not a joking matter but i'm sure it's not a promise verse that most of us put on the refrigerator or in the little promise box as we go out to our week Jesus said, in this world, you will have tribulation. That's the verse of the day. Great? How's that sound? Send it to somebody else. Don't make it your own, but send it to somebody else. (laughs) Just kidding. Don't do that. But look, it's a promise, right? In Matthew 24, this this word is also found there, Matthew 24. And you all know this is the famous Olivet Discourse, which goes hand-in-hand with Revelation 6. When we get there, we'll be going back and forth. But in in Matthew 24, Jesus is preaching and answering the question about the end of the age the disciples had asked him. And he says these words, 24.9 of Matthew. Then they will deliver you to tribulation and will kill you and you will be hated by all nations on account of my name. Direct reference to the apostles who did go through tribulation. 11 of the 12 apostles die a martyr's death. There's a, there's a tradition about John, and people give it different weight, about him being put in a pot of boiling oil, and he didn't die. And uh, then he was banished to this island of Patmos, which we'll get to tonight. But anyway, um, in this world, you will have tribulation. John 16, right before he's going to die for them in the upper room discourse, he says that. Matthew 24, last week of his life, end times kind of teaching, also applying to the apostles, you're going to have tribulation. Flip over to the book of Acts. As the early church goes out, Acts 11, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts 11. I want to show this to you uh, in one other spot. Acts 11, uh, look at verse 19. Acts eleven nineteen. I checked all the major versions, and uh, here's how it reads. So then those, Acts eleven nineteen, who were scattered because of the persecution that arose in connection with Stephen, made their way to Phoenicia and Cyprus and Antioch, speaking the word to no one except Jews alone. See the word persecution in Acts eleven nineteen. That is the word flipsis. So the word can mean trouble, pressure, or persecution. English versions of your Bible, of your New Testament, render it trouble, persecution, pressure, uh, that kind of thing. So tribulation. So here we go back to Revelation chapter 1. And I spent some time with that because I'm sure you've all heard this idea of the tribulation period or 
the great tribulation. What is that? And who is it for? Well, as we go through the book, I'm going to make an argument that there's a distinction between wrath and tribulation. Wrath is God's judgment on the world. Tribulation is typically the world's judgment on the church. Let me say that one more time. Wrath is God's judgment on the world. Tribulation is typically man's wrath or Satan's wrath towards the people of God. And so that's how it shows up. Now, sometimes God is behind allowing people to go into tribulation, and we'll dig that out when we get to chapter 2. But John is saying, I'm your fellow partaker in the tribulation. And John was going through his own tribulation, as we'll see. He is on some sort of Alcatraz or correctional island or a penalty island. And he says, I'm your fellow brother, chapter 1, verse 9, back in Revelation, in the tribulation, I'm your fellow partaker in tribulation and kingdom, back to chapter 1, verse 6, we're a kingdom of priests, and perseverance, these three seem to go together in the Greek, tribulation, kingdom, and perseverance, which are in Jesus. I was on the island called Patmos because of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. John was on the island and going through his own tribulation, a brother in tribulation, not because he had done something wrong, rather because he had done something right. And sometimes when we're going through tribulation, probably most often we say, what have I done to deserve this? But oftentimes, if you're being persecuted for the sake of righteousness, you haven't done anything wrong. You've done right. In fact, John is on this, what scholars call penal island. He's on some sort of island where he's probably having to do physical labor and he's imprisoned in some sense because, verse 9, end of the verse, of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ or Jesus. John would not back down. He would not be quiet. And that's why he was banished to this island. And we're not to back down and be quiet either. We're to be wise about how we behave and we're to be winsome. We're to be biblically, um, we're to be uh, bring biblical clarity to people with compassion. Biblical clarity with compassion. And sometimes we have to exhort and sometimes we have to beg and plead with people, but that's what John did. He spread the word of God, the testimony of Jesus, and, and he was banished for this, uh, this purpose. He was in sore trouble, is the idea, the Greek word for tribulation. He was on the island of Patmos, and perseverance, note in, the, in verse 9, is in Jesus. Jesus gives perseverance. What was written in earlier times was written for our instruction that through the encouragement of the scriptures, through perseverance and the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. Write down Romans 15, verses 4 and 5. Paul, when he writes from a prison situation to the Philippians, says, I can do all things through Christ who, what, strengthens me. Perseverance comes from Jesus Christ. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Visit the Walk-In Truth store today to get the Revelation DVD series by Pastor Michael Lance. The book of Revelation reveals the person and work of Jesus Christ and how he speaks to his church in both words of commendation and correction. 
This book will give you a unique glimpse into heaven and the worship that happens there. It also reveals the future. We see the seven-sealed scroll, the four horsemen of the apocalypse, and many other intriguing truths that expose God's plan for planet Earth, the unbelieving world, and his church. Join Michael Lance in a DVD series of this dramatic, often sobering book. Visit the Walk-In Truth store today to order your copy of the DVD teaching The Mark of the Beast, The Seven Seals, and The New Heaven and New Earth. All available to help you dive deeper into the book of Revelation. Visit walkintruth.com today. That's walkintruth.com. Click on store. You can now listen to Walk in Truth with Michael Lance wherever you go and whenever you want. That's because Walk in Truth can now be heard on your favorite podcast app. Apps like iPodcast, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, and much more. Simply open up your favorite podcast app and search Walk in Truth. Make sure you subscribe so you'll know when a new show is available. Thanks for listening and partnering with Walk in Truth. Now back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk in Truth. Through the encouragement of the scriptures, through perseverance and the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. Write down Romans 15, verses 4 and 5. Paul, when he writes from a prison situation to the Philippians, says, I can do all things through Christ who, what? Strengthens me. Perseverance comes from Jesus Christ. He gives perseverance. You might say, well, how does he give it? Often through the word of God, through a promise, through the power of the Holy Spirit, through a good word from a friend, through a moment of prayer or time spent in prayer. And John was a privileged man, uh, no doubt. He walked with Jesus. He saw truth incarnate, love incarnate. He saw him do miracles. He saw all this incredible stuff, and yet his life was filled with trouble. Jesus said, you're going to have trouble, and John was certainly living out trouble, and he's an old man at this point on an island called Patmos. You say, what is that, Pastor Michael? What's that island? It's a small island, rocky and forbidding in its terrain. It's about 10 miles long and 6 miles wide, located in the Aegean Sea southwest of Ephesus, just beyond the island of Samos. In addition to its significance for navigation between Ephesus and Rome, it may have served as a penal settlement to which Roman authorities sent offenders. John says he is there because of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. Tertullian, an early church father, said about John being exiled to Patmos by Domitian, which bears on our date of the book. He says, quote, after no hurt from being plunged into boiling oil, John was banished to the Isle of Patmos. Early church fathers such as Irenaeus, Clement of Alexandria, Eusebius state that John was sent to this island as an exile under the reign of Domitian the emperor between 81 and 96 AD he reigned. According to Victorinus, John, though aged, was forced to labor in the mines located at Patmos. And early sources indicate that about AD 96, when Domitian died, John was allowed to return to Ephesus when the emperor Nerva was in power. So that's a little bit of the history that we have based upon um, these these settings. Verse 10. John says, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. 
Just take note that John mentions this several times. Skip ahead, I'll just show you one of them. John, uh, excuse me, Revelation 4, 2. Revelation 4, 2. He says, immediately I was in the spirit and behold, a throne was standing in heaven, Revelation 4, 2, and one sitting on the throne. John will give us a view of heaven in a future study, but here he uses this phrase again, I was in the spirit. He'll also use it in 17, 3 and 21, 10 of Revelation. What does it mean to be in the spirit? There are many Bible commentators that believe that this is something like a trance state, almost like Peter when he is up on the roof in Acts 10 and 11, and he falls into like a trance, and he sees a sheet coming down from heaven, remember, with all those different types of animals. And so um, they say it's a deep spiritual communion with God. Uh, Some people say it's an attitude of worship, but I think it's more than that, Uh, have you ever just recognized, just a, a practical point on this, that when you're in, ad, in an attitude of worship, you're a different person? Amen? Amen? Yes. Now, it seems like when you're in an attitude of worship and you, you have beautiful communion with God, you want to stay there and never leave. <laughs> but you have to go home. We lock the doors at some point. We usually say to the last stragglers on Wednesday night, don't you people have homes? Totally said in love. Just kidding. We don't usually say that. I say it on the inside. I don't say it out loud. But usually Kurt's saying that because he's the last one to leave. So it's some sort of deep spiritual communion with God. And this is an idea that comes up in Acts 10 with Peter. Acts uh, twenty two seventeen with Paul. He says, uh, and I saw him saying to me, Acts twenty two eighteen. this is, make haste and get out of Jerusalem quickly because they will not accept your testimony about me. And he says, when I, uh, he, when I came, it came about when I returned to Jerusalem, I was praying in the temple that I fell into a trance, Acts twenty two seventeen. The Spirit of God was in control of John as he sees the revelation. John becomes a seer. I think that this is deeper than just simply an attitude of worship. This is the idea of a man receiving direct revelation from God. So I would say it's beyond just, you know, an attitude of worship. But it's something that there's a deep communion going on between the receiver of the revelation and God Almighty. As John says, I was in the spirit, he says it was on the Lord's day. There's two major interpretations there. One is that the Lord's day is simply Sunday the Lord's Day. There are people who say that the early church did not use Sunday in this way, but there are early church fathers that called Sunday the Lord's Day. I don't know if you guys say that, that it's the Lord's Day. We like to say every day is the Lord's Day. But Sunday did become the day of worship for the early church, and it was a day in the not-so-recent past when businesses were shut down, when barely anything was open, when baseball leagues did not play on Sunday, (laughs) soccer leagues did not play on Sunday. If you played Little League, you played all your games on Saturday. If you played All-Stars, you played on Saturday. You did not play on Sunday because the idea of the nation was most people went to church. I could spend the next half an hour talking about that, but I'm not going to go there. (laughs) It's the Lord's day. It's not your day. It's the Lord's day. So we should spend time going to church. Sometimes people, I ask people this question. Why do you go to church? All different answers. Well, 
because I should. Some of you, between the ages of two and 20, I was dragged there. <laughs> praise, praise the Lord. I think that's awesome. You should go to church to honor Jesus Christ. Not because you like the music, not because the chairs are cushy, not because the preacher is short-winded, because none of you come here for those reasons, right? You know it's going to be long, and yet you endure it. Perseverance on Arsenal Way in Corona. That's the street that the church is on. Anyway, it's the Lord's Day. Can I tell you, young people, when you're going to marry somebody, make a declaration that if you're in town and not sick, and I even give space for occasional hooky days to the beach, because we're not under the law, we're under grace, go to church. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I don't care what anybody else is doing. I'm going to honor the one who bought me with his blood. And plus, I have to be here. <laughs> so I want you to be here, too. I'm just kidding. When I wasn't preaching every week, I still showed up. I was the drummer on the worship team back then. No idea what they were thinking, but anyway. <laughs> yes. And I heard behind me, verse 10, a loud voice like the sound of a trumpet. And if you're taking notes, write down Exodus 19, 16, 19, and 20, where the sound of Yahweh's voice on Sinai is like the sound of a shofar or a sound of a trumpet, loud, piercing, powerful. That's what I heard. I turned around. Or he says, I heard behind me. First, he describes the sound and it was a voice. Notice it's a voice, but the voice was like the sound of a trumpet. It's the sound of power and majesty. By the way, the second view on the Lord's Day is that many people believe that it's not a reference to Sunday, but to the day of the Lord. The day of the Lord is not a 24-hour period. We'll talk about this. It's the day that when God pours out his wrath on a Christ-rejecting world. But the context seems to be better Sunday, although other people say it could be the day of the Lord because the book is so filled with day of the Lord kind of stuff. But anyway, um, so he says, I heard this voice, this powerful voice, verse 10, and it was like the sound of the trumpet. And here's what the voice said to me, verse 11. It said, saying, write, the Greek word is grapson. In a book, the Greek word is biblion. By the way, when you see holy Bible, that simply means holy book. Bible is just the word for book. It's biblion in Greek. But this is the holy book because it is inspired by God. By the way, there's none other. You know, it's amazing when we consider what we're actually studying and listening to is the very word of God. You know, all scripture is inspired by God. It's literally breathed out by God. And when we take it in, it has such great profit for our lives. We need to remember, we open the book with understanding that we need to read and heed the word of God. Read, hear, and heed it. So don't forget that because when you hear the word of God, it's important that you both hear and heed it or apply it in your life. It will guide you to be closer 
in a relationship with Jesus Christ. Well, friend, if you love podcasts, I would like you to hear more of Walk in Truth, not only the teaching in the book of Revelation, but even our recent teaching in the book of Esther. You can open up your favorite podcast app, apps like iHeartRadio, iPodcast, or Spotify, and subscribe to Walk in Truth. You can listen whenever you want, and that's a pretty cool thing. Tell a friend that loves to listen to podcasts, too, about Walk in Truth. Now, speaking of apps, I know you hear me talk a lot about our church, Living Truth Christian Fellowship in the city of Corona. We're doing things every week. It is an awesome church, and it's a privilege to serve here as senior pastor. Now, we have events like Bible studies, breakfast. We have church services. This Sunday is a free parenting class. Now, if you're interested in knowing more about being a good parent and which of us doesn't need some help on parenting, oh, Lord, help us. We have a great class on the essentials of parenting. You can find out more about that as you download the Living Truth Christian Fellowship app in your app store. Now, this will give you exactly what's going on. You can get your questions answered. You can find out all the details of the information of Living Truth. The app is free, so download it today. Now, I still want to invite you to tomorrow night's service. We'll have a time of worship together, and we're going through the incredible book of Job. You know, this book takes a raw, honest look at the problem of evil that hits every life, but it points us to the answer, and that is Jesus Christ and his gospel. Living Truth Christian Fellowship is located at 1009 Arsenal Way in the city of Corona. You can take the 91 freeway, just exit north on Lincoln Avenue, and you'll come up to the church. Tomorrow night's service begins at 7. You and your family are cordially invited And I would love to personally meet you. Just let us know that you're a radio listener. It'd be great to have you. Now come back tomorrow as we continue in Revelation chapter 1, verses 9 through 20. We'll learn more about who Jesus is, the majestic Christ, and our great God and Savior. Until then, may God richly bless you. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, encouraging you to reach out with God's truth to all people.